Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, it's Carl Hughes. Carl, you are the founder and CEO of Draft Dev. Or it's, it's you're on the web at draft.dev. Do you call it Draft Dev or Draft.dev? We're still using both interchangeably. So that, yeah. either way is fine, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> Most importantly, is I know what you do. Please explain what draft.dev does. Absolutely. So what we do is we write technical content for companies that want to reach software engineers. In most cases, these are companies that are building a tool for software engineers, like a, this is going to be a bunch of jargon, so follow me for a second, like continuous integration <laughs> platforms. Thanks, thanks for the, uh, yeah, thanks for the warning. <laughs> I, I warned my family at holidays because honestly, they still don't quite get what I do and, you know, they never will. That's fine. I don't, I don't try to explain. And we're, we're super niche content writing business. If you want to get like high level and talk about the business uh, problem we solved, essentially all these technical companies that are selling tools like software tools for software developers have a really hard time marketing to them because you have to get an engineer to write this content. So their engineers are off building the product. They don't have time to write a bunch of blog posts for the marketing team. So we essentially come in and like have this whole pool of expert writers who are all software engineers that do this on the side nights and weekends that write for us. And then we have our own editorial teams to, to kind of beef up the content, make sure it's it's good from an SEO perspective and give clients good, high quality technical marketing content. Yeah. What would be some examples of companies that would benefit from this? Yeah. So um, any company that is selling a tool to software developers, some that may be like a little more familiar because they're publicly traded companies or places like, uh, uh, let's see, um, Okta is a big publicly traded company. Um, they are a authentication platform and somebody like that might use us to write tutorials about how to use their, their product or uh, related articles about that. Um, other examples would be like web hosting companies. So if you want to appeal to software developers, you want software developers to pick your web hosting company, you want to talk about the advantages, but you also want to talk about how to practically use it to do things like run the latest Python framework or whatever. And this stuff gets really technical really quickly. And so marketing teams really struggle to, to write good content on it authentically because they, they're not necessarily mm. going to be software engineers themselves. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think about, you know, all of the other ways that you can attract the attention of a developer. What Before, uh, you know, draft.dev, what are people mostly doing? Yeah, so there's, it's tough because uh, developers are notorious for being like blocking ads and being tough to like do get a cold email to and things like that. Oh so, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, <laughs> they dial in there. Yeah, that that's boy, you're right. That's got to be an uh, an audience that really yeah. knows how to technically put yeah. the blinders up so that they can stay focused on the things that they're most interested in, absolutely not being sold at or marketed to. Yes, 
they're very skeptical of like the hard sell, the hard market. Yeah. We all get, uh, like I was a software developer before this. We get like, I get dozens of emails from recruiters or LinkedIn messages from recruiters. recruiters, It's really distracting and annoying. And like, so anyway, we, we shut all that stuff off. So what, if you're a company that wants to actually sell something to developers, you want to come off as authentic. And two of the best ways are content marketing, like we do, where you're writing content, maybe even doing video content. And then the other one that's big is event marketing. Well, sort of the, the story of draft dev getting started is we started during the pandemic when events went down to zero and all these companies had marketing budgets to reach developers they're looking to spend it um we we kind of started right around that time and it was a great um a great way to get you know going with a good uh a good a lot of demand backed up for it yeah so um if you were to stereotype uh can the kind of bad content that's being done out there and how you can miss the mark on this. Uh, and, and you're welcome to completely clown on them right now, if you want, what would, <laughs> what would bad content look like that would come across like, oh, get out of here. Yeah. I, you know, what, what's really clear is when a company hires say like a generalist freelance writer to write a piece of content that's really deep. Let's say it's like debugging some Kubernetes uh, log file or something like you probably don't even know what half those words mean. I don't know what half those words mean, but like (laughs) the software engineers we have write this stuff do, and they're the people who are doing this stuff every day in their day jobs. And so um, our, our content comes off as much more knowledgeable expert level content versus the freelance developer, the freelance writer, sorry, who, who sort of just Googled and found the first answer on Stack Overflow and copied it over, who may not really know what they're saying. They're just kind of copy pasting. And so what happens is those, you know, Google over time has gotten better at picking up on like really good authentic expert level content versus the stuff that is kind of fluffy and SEO driven. And they're getting smarter about filtering out some of the, the junk and getting it down to like, who actually knows this topic? So they're looking at like author expertise, et cetera. And so with most of our content, it's not ghostwritten because the nature of our writers, they're, they are professional developers and it's good to have their profile on the page rather than some random marketing person. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like when Watch Mojo puts a list together of like, you know, something that, you know, if like, you know, really know the Marvel universe really well. And when Watch Mojo comes in, here are the 10 most powerful right. supervillains. You're like, what the heck? Who wrote this exactly. list? Like, it's yes. just loses all credibility <laughs> and, and, and potentially, you know, becomes a net negative for the brand. Right. Right. I think that's the big risk is that if your audience are software developers who are well-networked with each other and they're skeptical of marketing it to begin with, and you reach them with stuff that's really low quality, fluffy, they can tell it's just BS. Like you're not going to make a good impression and you absolutely could hurt your reputation in the broader community. So a lot of companies are sort of hiring specialized kind of developer marketing and developer relations roles because this problem is so, is so common in the space. And what's the problem with just saying, okay, well, you know, we've got four devs on staff. All right. You're going to write an article this month. You're going to write an article next month. And then just, you're going to keep on rotating. Ah, brilliant CEO does it again. (laughs) I mean, absolutely. Like if you can pull that off, go for it. Right. Like every one of our clients, I think has tried that for some period of time. And they realized that, Hey, look, these engineers have a day job. They're supposed to be shipping code. And when you tell them like, oh yeah, spend it one day a week or two days a week to, to write blog posts. Uh, a good luck talking to their manager and their CTO about like why you're taking engineering productivity for marketing purposes. It just gets really messy. And so we do it the way we solve it is like having engineers who have some extra time on nights and weekends. Maybe they're younger on in their career. They don't have a ton of family obligations, or maybe they are freelancers when they have downtime between clients, they might do the kind of writing for us. And that's sort of how we fill that gap. 
Yeah. Um, all right. So as a company, Carl, how did you build this? Why did you build it? What, what's your background that led you to this? Yeah, I was a CTO at a couple startups here in Chicago before this. Uh, so I knew what it was like to buy software products for engineers. And I knew that a lot of these companies had a hard time getting together good marketing content. And so uh, long story short, the last startup I was with sort of hit the rocks around the time COVID hit. I decided I would do something different. Initially, I was just going to do some freelance writing. But within three or four months, I had so many clients, I had to start hiring other writers. Um, in a year and a half, it's gone from just me to 13 full-time people, 150 writers, 80 clients. So it's just blown up in this really short period of time. And yeah, so how have you yourself then been able to attract clients? Yeah, there's a, a few things. We're kind of now in the early days, I'll say like it was mostly referrals network. I had been working you know, in this space for 10 years. And so I had a, a good deep network of people to start from. Uh, as most service businesses do, you know, you start with your network, you kind of branch out from referrals. And then what we did is we've reinvested a lot of uh, profits into long-term marketing efforts. So content marketing is big for us. We now get a, a fair, fairly good uh, level of leads every week through just Google SEO, like people searching for things around technical writing, technical content, technical marketing. Um, and then social media has gotten big as well. Um, you know, our audience are software engineering marketers. And so they tend to be active on places like Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, Slack groups, um, places like that. And so we're active in a lot of those same places. Our name gets thrown around and we still get a lot of referrals as well. I mean, the, the nice thing about being a very niche service company is you probably don't know two companies that do what we do. And so mm -hmm. whenever somebody runs across a, you know, you hear of a need that is just like what we do, we're going to be the only name you think of because there's not that many of us doing this. Mm. Yeah. Um, so in terms of um, like the, 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 the developer world, um, do you, where, where do you get your content creators? Are, are you hiring? Like, how do you find that sweet spot of technical proficiency? And yeah, sure, I'll do some writing. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, um, it's especially tough at scale. I mean, we work with over 150 of them now. So like, you'd imagine- What? It, wait, wait a minute. You have how many writers? Yeah, over 150. So Wow, yeah, <laughs> you are growing quick. Yeah, you, yeah. Well, I mean, according to your LinkedIn, you launched this in May 2020. Yeah, that's right. Year and a half uh, to go from basically standing start me writing some articles to 150 writers and, you know, full-time staff, like 13, part-time staff of 20 or so. Yeah. That's exciting. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, it's been a wild year. Um, you know, it's a lot of pent-up demand, but also a lot of, you know, we do good work in a very specific niche. There aren't many other providers, so we are able to like get a lot of referrals and word of mouth going. Yeah. Um, and then finding writers is similar. Honestly, like a lot of it is network driven at this point, like writers referring other writers and people that know about us just in the space because it's so, it's so niche, but also we um, there's some kind of tricks that we pull off and, you know, it's not, I'm pretty open about this, but like not every one of our writers are going to be great writers. And so what we have to do is pair them up with good editors who know how to sort of take the raw content they're producing, the raw technical information and turn it into a good story. And so that's a part of the secret sauce as well. When you're, I think this kind of applies anytime you're working with a subject matter expert as a writer, you're going to need to pair them up with a good writer, journalist, uh, editor, somebody to kind of help guide them on how to, to really take that to the next level. Yeah. Um, so where do you go from here? Uh, what what are what are the the grand plans at this point? 
<laughs> yeah, good question. Um, so we're continuing to grow pretty quickly. Um, honestly, last uh, year, it's been like, you know, probably 25% a quarter or so, 50% a quarter maybe. So it's been um, a wild ride and we're just kind of like holding on to dear life. So a lot of operational improvements we've been making as we've grown. Um, in the long term, I think we'll start getting into other sort of content areas. So maybe it's video content, uh, editing as a service, eBooks, things like that, um, because this market is really underserved by content providers at this point. It's just really hard to match up that technical knowledge with the the writing skill. And so I think we've got a lot of green space and potential. Yeah. What is your schedule like um, when you're going through rapid growth at that pace? So I'm pretty strict about uh, measuring my time and um, delegating. Um, this is like, I have a, I have a two and a half year old and a dog and a family. And like, so I, I can't, honestly, I can't put in 80 hours a week. Like I could when I was 25. Um, you know, I, I miss <laughs> yeah. it in a way, but like you and me both. <laughs> yeah. It's, no it's, thanks. Not, it's, it's not sustainable. Right. And so, um, you know, I pretty consistently have, you know, we've, we stick to like 30, 40 hour weeks with the team. And that's, that's pretty consistent for me as well. Um, the big thing is just knowing for me has been figuring out what the highest leverage things I can do are all the time. And so I'm very diligent about every week. I look at my time spend and I say, was that really a high leverage thing I was doing? Or was I just stuck in some, mm -hmm. you know, day-to-day -day tasks that I don't need to be doing? So that's my habit to sort of keep myself out of as much of the, the junk work that, that I can. And then, you know, when a, a job becomes a 15 hour a week thing for me, it means it needs to be hired off. We need to get somebody in here to do it because it's not going to be sustainable. So pretty strict about that. Um, but also um, the, the other thing is now having like other managers in place has been huge. And so I'm not the only one who has the like capacity to hire other people or to think about what our next level of needs that we have. And so now that I've got a couple other really good managers in place, it's gotten a lot easier to stay high level, think strategically and keep an eye on the big picture KPIs for the business rather than being stuck down in the, the production, the day-to-day -day weeds. Yeah. Uh, well, great. So, uh, oh, I was going to ask you, like, so when someone's like, okay, Carl, this sounds great. Do they just, I mean, is the process simple? Is there an onboarding involved? I mean, how do you typically kind of map out your strategy? Yeah, it's it's evolved obviously over time as we've grown and figured out what the right way to do this is. Um, you know, typically like we're a pretty good size outlay for for a quarter. It's like right now about 18k plus per quarter. So, um the you there's a salesperson who will kind of get on a call with you, talk through the needs, make sure you're a good fit and we're a good fit. Uh, then we'll pass you off to an account manager who will handle all the onboarding, coordinating the whole project, making sure we've got all your topics that you're going to write about, settled up and that we have good outlines in place. And then we'll get into the writing. So yeah, we've got a whole team that kind of manages that a good consistent process because what we're doing is so um, specifically scoped. It's actually really easy for us relatively. So to like make it a very repeatable process that we can kind of scale up and down uh, as needed. And that's been really helpful because it's just been, again, kind of going back to that growth question. You've got to have good processes or else it all falls apart. Yeah. And and so you'd mentioned how your model, your pricing works uh, just a little bit. You, you tell, maybe explain a little bit more about that. Yeah, we typically sell packages of blog posts. Uh, so, you know, we're creating primarily it's like blog post style content. So it's ongoing uh, 1,500, 2,000 word pieces. Um, and, you know, we kind of quarterly minimums. They shift a bit. So I won't get into the weeds just because it changes depending on yeah, yeah, uh, right. inbound and everything. I won't quote you something wrong, but we're absolutely happy to answer over email. <laughs> it's not a secret or anything. Yeah. 
So someone can go to draft.dev and when they go there, what do they do? Yeah, you can book a call uh, with us directly from, from there. There's a, a call to action. Um, you can also email me personally. I'm always happy to answer questions or refer you off to the right person. Carl, K-A-R-L at draft.dev. Um, yeah, so always very accessible to people who are interested in working with us, either as a writer or um, as a client. Awesome. All right, Carl Hughes, founder CEO of draft.dev, found on the web at draft.dev. Just type it in just like that and you'll get right to the website. Carl, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks, Josh. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over 120,000 that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. I'm also so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? Well, we will promote you and retweet you and reshare you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review and we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you if you've done this already. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.